Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 125 of Millennial Gaming Speak. I'm your host, Logan Moore, who's always the host. As I should say, as always, Logan Moore, because I'm always the host. But as always, with me, the host is Max Roberts, the the co-host. It's what I put. It's what I put on my resume. That's what you put on your resume. I do. I put the show. Well, not on my resume proper, but it's like on my LinkedIn and other things. Like I refer to this and other projects. I don't know if this thing's ever gonna get us a job. I don't. I don't. I, don't, I doubt shows, it. Shows. Shows experience and something and a thing yeah I'm, i don't know i'm i'm very bummed out with job searches right now so that's a thing this oh, week you and me both but <laughs> you and me both but so, you know what we're not here to talk about our failed resumes we're here job to talk searches. about failing video games i i guess are we yeah failing have we failed the video uh, games? Let me, set, let me set the stage before we get too much into it. Uh, so this week, uh, second half of the show, we've already recorded, Max. If you remember that time, we did that thing. Uh, Brian Henke. Is that, is that his last name? Right? Henken. Henken. You, you keep wanting to call him Hinky, like Kinky? No, I know somebody with the last name, Hinky. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think it's the Oklahoma City Thunders general manager, Sam Hinky. Anyway, I don't know if that's... I think that's his, the GM. Anyway... Brian Hinken from Songhouse Games is on the second half of the show with us. Uh, he released a video game, or he is going to release a video game this coming week, uh, Light of the Mountain. We have had Brian on the show in the past, and we have said that we would bring him back on near the release of the game so he could talk to us about what it is like to be a game developer. And we did just that. So that is in the second half of the show this week. Uh, learn what it is like to make and release a video game because... We sure don't know how to do that, but we know somebody who did it. So they're going to teach us how, Max, so we can release our own game next week. You ready? Ready to do that? Oh, he yeah. told us how. Are he we... told us all about how to code and use uh, Unity and all that good stuff. So we're so, getting ready to make our own game? What, what, M- kind, of, M- what kind of M- game M- would S- you and I make? Uh, I would like to make a MOBA, personally. Oh, my God. Because I'm, I'm into MOBAs now, Max. The Mo- MOBAs are where it's at. Because I'm watching League of Legends. No, I will not make yeah. a MOBA. MOBAs are good. Actually, MOBAs aren't good. So, like, legit, I am watching League of Legends, though. It's not terrible, but I don't really have much of an inkling to play it. So, kind of like most other I was going to say, so, like, when I watch football. <laughs> yeah, the three times a year you watch football, just like that. Yeah, the I barely, I don't think I actually sat down and watched a game of football this year yet and I like it, it's it's a possibility i might go a whole season of the nfl and not watch a game of football this year it's all right they're all kneeling you're you're not allowed to watch it because they're kneeling for the for the flag they don't respect it can we just briefly we'll talk about how boring the super bowl will be um Sure, the Super Bowl will be boring. There you go. Actually, here's what sucks. The Super Bowl would be freaking awesome had, had the, the Eagles quarterback no, had the Eagles quarterback not gotten hurt. The Eagles quarterback was likely going to be the MVP of the NFL season, Max, and he blew out his knee, I think in week 14 or something like that. Stupid so now the knee. Eagles backup quarterback is the one who's been playing in the playoffs. And that's why it's uninteresting because if it was actually Tom Brady and the Patriots versus the dude's name is Carson Wentz and the Eagles. It'd be an awesome matchup. But do you know? Alas. Do you know what else would have been cool if the Vikings won? 
because yeah. it would have been the first home Super Bowl ever, and that just would have been cool. Also, the Vikings are like tortured. Yeah, so, they're, they're it's it's you they're can like relate kinda. It's not a hundred year yeah, drought, but no, you know. they're they are like the. Uh, I thought the Browns were the worst. Well, the Browns are uh, Browns the Tampa are Bay. The Tampa Bay Yucks. Tampa Bay Yucks. Tampa Bay won a Super Bowl 15 years ago, so they at least have one. Uh, the Browns are a weird thing because they've been—they're an expansion team. And they've only been a team for like 20 years or so. That's a whole thing. We won't get into it. That was talking football. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, video games, though. So yeah, Brian. Mm-hmm. Brian's here with us this week. So if you want to listen to that, jump in a later portion of the episode. Uh, as far as video games go. Have you done anything? I know you played something you can't talk about, so maybe next yeah. week. But Playing something for a guide, so can't really talk about that. I uh, wrapped up Zelda's Champion's Ballad DLC. Okay. Got the motorcycle. It does... It's longer than I thought. It does some cool overworld stuff. Um, I don't like how they reuse certain parts of the game, though. Particularly... Um, to kind of lead up to this final dungeon or divine beast um it is a divine beast it's not a traditional dungeon in any sense it's does another. it suck does it still suck i mean it's like any other divine beast you're moving stuff uh-huh. around so it sucks <laughs> solving puzzles it was actually i watched um game makers toolkit just wrapped up their boss key series on zelda and all the dungeons so he played every zelda game and talked about all the dungeons in them. And so he just wrapped it up with the Divine Beast. And it's like, he broke it down. And like Zelda dungeons are like three key pillars, I guess. There's like the puzzles, the puzzle less, the combat, and like exploration, like unraveling it. And obviously the Divine Beasts kind of thrive at the puzzle part of it because the whole thing is a puzzle. But they lack kind of everywhere else. And so it's... I think that whole game kind of lacks some interesting combat, personally. But yeah, you feel that way about Zelda. I feel that way about Horizon. Look at us, Horizon's, two peas in a pod. Horizon's combat is a thousand times more engaging than Zelda. Teach. Them. Oh no, my sword broke. Oh no, I hit the the X button a lot, and I stabbed this thing. Oh no, I shot it full of arrows oh no no, i have like six different weapons i can use from in this combat scenario that allows me to game plan and go in oh no i'm out of ice stuff to make things to slow them down oh no this you have like a billion resources in that game that you can make in i seriously i run out i seriously run out of stuff all the time the only thing i have consistently are arrows more sticks pick more sticks oh i have plenty of sticks i make arrows I don't think I like ever ran out of resources. I really run out all the flipping time, and then I can't pick up any more things I need because my thing's full, and I empty it out. And I digress. We're not talking about that. We're talking about this DLC. Uh, the Divine Beast has a really cool boss. I was pleasantly surprised with it. It was very fun. Uh, and the motorcycle is just stupid fun. It's just it's just like game breaking vehicle. You'll never need a horse again. And you just can drive it anywhere. And then as soon as I got the motorcycle, I was like, time to play Wolfenstein. And I put Wolfenstein in my Xbox. And then I got a code for my wiki game on Xbox. And I took Wolfenstein out. And I'll Why'd come- you take it out? 
You don't need to put codes into the disk drive. Uh, I don't like leaving disks in my systems. I think I've talked about it on the show before. I had a friend a long time ago. His Wii disk drive failed and scratched his Brawl disk. Um, and this is back <laughs> when I this is back when I lived on St. John, and that stuff was hard to come by. And so I uh, I always take my games out now because I'm, I'm, I'm worried the disk drive will fail. Yeah. Uh, I know it's kind of silly, but I do. I worry that the disk drive will fail and scratch my disk. Um, so Wolfenstein is sitting under my shelf, and I will come back to it once I finish this guide. That's seriously like, that is my next game. I know it will be. It's just sitting there waiting for me. I will shoot Nazis. It'll be great. Other than that, I started Doki Doki Literature Club. Do you finish it with Abby? No. Abby and I are actually reading it out loud together. Like, we picked characters and we're playing the parts. Um, which is funny because there's the one male protagonist and there's four girls. And so, like, we keep switching off between the different girls and stuff. But um, Don't tell me much about it. That's that's all I'm going to tell you. It's we, We're just reading it out loud like a storybook. And um, it's very much the anime read-along book so far. We'll see what happens. How many minutes have you played or hours? I don't know. We played for 90 minutes. But you have to think we're playing slower because we're reading everything out loud in yeah. taking turns. Um, we finished... I mean, if the game was divided into chapters, like there's a clear start and end of a day, we finished the second day. So, okay. I mean, you'll know what I'm talking about whenever you play it. Um kind of interesting i don't know how abby feels about it because you know they're anime girls yeah which is why i thought it was funny that you were playing it with her in the first place well i told her i told her what brian said i said we should try it out uh, under the promise of a big crazy plot twist they uh, haven't heard what brian said yet actually wait no wait i guess we talked to brian off air <laughs> about that game brian okay. suggested doki doki, doki, doki literature club after but, um, we interviewed about his video game so I told Abby that, and there's a promise of this plot twist, and we haven't gotten to the plot twist yet, so it's hard to, it's hard for both of us to be. I'm waiting for this crazy thing everyone talks about. It's kind of like how I was with Nier. So there's that. Except Nier. You will never play that video game. That's going to be your like annual Christmas game. Like I get, I get a couple Christmas games every year. How's, and I never how's Mafia played. Three coming along? Yeah, great. How's uh, Mad Max doing? Pretty good. How's uh, Evil Within 2 treating me? <laughs> Great. Phenomenal. Dude, you should play Evil Within 2. I do want to. You're I'm, trying to decide if I, I'm trying to decide if I want to play the first one first or not. Because I own it. It's they... downloaded on my PS4. Are they related? Yeah, they're related. Okay. It's the same main character in each game. Oh, okay. I thought it was a new guy in the second game. No, they're okay. related. So, yeah. Well, some people thought leading up to it that it would be a different protagonist. But no, they went with the same guy. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe down the road. Because I'm still playing AC Origins. That's the main thing I've been playing. Or, uh, I guess the main thing I've been playing is PUBG on Xbox. I need to get back uh, into it. Still playing a lot of that. Uh, I played it a lot this weekend. Um, I, I hate that game. It makes me so angry. Um, I, I, played, I played a lot this weekend. And I think Sunday night I just stayed up super late until we won. Like I, w I was like 2 a.m. and I was still playing. I was like, I cannot go to sleep until we win a match of this video game, or Who else I'm just going with? to be infuriated. Uh, a couple of my friends okay. from 
high school or from home. Uh, that yeah, we were doing. I was doing. I was doing duos with one of them for the most part, most of the week or most of the weekend, and then we started doing squads and threes on uh, Sunday night. And finally, we won. The thing that pisses me off about that game, on a personal level, is that I've. I think I've gotten three chicken dinners now, but I have not been alive at the end of any of the matches to get them. Hey, so I've never that been is... able to live to get a chicken dinner. So it's like always like. Oh yay, we won, but it's kind of bittersweet because I'm not there to get the help get the final kill or something the, like that. The first time I did the hard mode Vault of Glass raid, um I died during the boss fight and I was the only one that got the exotic weapon exclusive to the hard mode. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So it was this like I didn't help at all, but I got the best reward. Yeah. Classic. What sucks is what sucks is too like I'm getting to the point where I'm feeling like I'm pretty good at that game. Like, obviously, if I have, like, some good sets and stuff like that. But, man, you, like, I die. In, in the games that we have gotten chicken dinners, I have died in the worst possible ways. Like, just getting shot in the back. It's like, are you kidding me? Come on. Uh, we had one game. There's been some other games, too. The thing is that, that's been pissing me off about it is, like, we'll have these games where... Our squad is just loaded. Like, we have such amazing gear, and it's like, okay, if we're careful, there is no way we should lose this. We had one game last week where uh, we had a four-person squad, and we got down to about 20 people left, and we were all still alive. And we each had – two of us had eight-times scopes, and the other two had four times, and we all had rifles. And I was like, you guys, if we're just careful, I don't see how we can lose this here. And then I got shot down, and no one picked me up, even though that people were close. And I was like, you guys need to get me picked up quick. And they're like, no, we don't want to risk it. I'm like, you just need to get me picked up. Uh, so I went down. Then another person was looting around too much, and then the wall came, and they got trapped behind it. And it was like such – it was one of the later phases of the wall. So and it did so much just, damage. Yeah, it did so much damage. They were they couldn't save themselves. Um and then, yeah, and then it was like two against like 15, and they just naturally lost from that point. I'm like, dang it, why? Uh, Have you found the ghillie suit yet? I got it. I got it yesterday. You found I, it. I still have not I got it. seen it. it I haven't it, even it, seen it. Only it. Dro- it only dropped in crates. Uh, fun story with that. Got it yesterday. Got in a car. We were driving around in a car. I got headshotted out of a car. <laughs> As we're going like fast down the middle of a field like no one should be i got headshotted i don't know how that happened uh so i went down and i told my friend i was like holy crap i'm down and so he drove around to pick me back up but by that time it was too late i was dead so i didn't even get to use it yeah i got a really crazy gun i've never seen before in a out of that and the ghillie suit out, out of a crate yeah that dropped and uh i've only gotten one of those air crates that's what sucks. We're getting good at the game, and I also know all the controls on Xbox One now. So I'm like, you got Do you customize it on your Elite? No, it's clunky as can be now. I, by controls and stuff like that, I mean I just know all the shortcuts to the menus and stuff like that. So I don't spend spend as much time in them anymore. Whereas when you first start playing, it's like, hold on, what? Is, how do I manage an inventory in this game? It's still so poorly constructed on Xbox One, but I've played enough of it to where. I'm super familiar with it, so I can I can get around everything. I can navigate everything really really well at this point. Um, 
but yeah, it just I, I can't. I, that's what I think is pissing me off is we keep getting in these games where it's like we should totally win this one because we either have great gear or we get down and there's like ten people left and like a lot of us are still alive and then we'll do we just we always blow it somehow at the last second. It, it like, makes me so mad, so freaking mad. We're not clutch at all with the group I've, I've been playing with. Need to upgrade. Upgrading. Yeah, I guess. Um, so PUBG. Assassin's Creed, which I still really like, and I'm starting to think is like one of the best open world games I've played in years. Uh, Okay, real quick, I want to say this. One of the best open world games you've played in years. With Horizon coming out last year, and Zelda, and you played some of The Witcher, or half The Witcher, like... How is it like one of the best in like, years when we've had a I mean, really it, like, incredible I'd, run? I'd, I'd, like over the past five years, I'd put it on like the top five. So like, okay. I don't so mean, mean I don't like mean collectively. Like, yeah, and I think, I think even I think Origins even does a lot of stuff better than uh, than like Zelda does, or I think it's I think it's taken a lot from The Witcher, obviously, as far as open I'm sure world the go. The Witcher is a big inspiration. Um, the side the side quests feel meaningful. Um that's one thing that's I really did, kinda stuck out to me in the time I've was, played it. Maybe I was talking to you about it or I saw it somewhere, but like the side quests always seem to like have layers to them i think or something yeah. you were talking about that like yeah like you go help a lot this of... and then you find it's a kid here and and, it, you... and it always kind of leads back to at the very end the last thing is bandits we got to kill bandits so that's kind of i mean it all kind of siphons in that direction but that sounds like an assassin's creed thing yeah it sounds like a video game thing and <laughs> it's just in general like yeah kill the bandits we got it we got to get some combat in here somewhere uh it's as far as like the thing that i am most impressed by is just how fleshed out it is um it feels the most like the most lived in open world i think i've maybe ever seen uh the routines that they have the ai running on like the civilians in the world and stuff like that and how just out, how everything just kind of naturally like like you could just stand in the middle of the map. I, I've actually, when I talked to the creative director, he told me if you choose the eagle and you just start flying in a direction, you could just continue seeing everybody just kind of living their daily routines and stuff like that. Like it is, that stuff is super impressive to me that they've done in that game. Um, and you know, I really, you know, who it did out. it first? Majora's Mask. Yeah, Majora's Mask. Um, um, do you? Th- what? I re- on a serious note, do you think Assassin's Creed? Has a new game this year? Or do I don't you know. think they do another th- two-year rotation? I've been thinking about that lately. Because um, obviously it's not the same. Really it would be sure. the same team. It'd yeah. be someone who's been working on this presumably since last year or two years ago. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Um, I am not really sure. I think it'd be smart if they took another year off personally. Um, I don't know though because I, and I, I guess when I look at it from a financial standpoint... It, they've got Ubisoft, Ubisoft is still going to have when I look at their big hitters for the rest of the year they've got AC uh, AC Rogue Remastered and then they've got Ubisoft, or Far Cry 5 and those are both before the end of their physical, physical, physical year card. this year mm-hmm. Yeah, with so Far Cry for, barely slipping in there yeah so for their physical next year they've got, I don't really know what they have right now uh, I feel like people have talked about Division 2 what's that driving game uh, the crew two. The crew two is a big one. Don't they have um Skull and Bones? Skull and Bones. 
but I think that's I don't really know what's you up know, with that. I've heard that next that's you know, that something. next Splinter Cell game's got to be coming soon, super soon. Uh, Watch Dogs Three, let's do it. I mean, wouldn't surprise me if they announced it. Um, I'm down for Watch Dogs again. I really like Watch Dogs Two a whole lot. Um, maybe Steam. I don't know. I I think they should. I think they should kind of ease ease back again. I, I think that's smart personally. I don't. I don't know. The annualization of I'm not a fan of annualized franchises at all. Like <laughs> I, I, unless it is MLB the Show, that is the only one that I I really like. Um, Assassin's Creed, the, yeah, I I don't know. I I don't I don't think they should. Would it surprise me if they did or did not? No, I'm I don't, I'm not really swayed one way or the other right now. Um, I mean, give it. I feel like by March or April, we'll have a trusty, rusty Jason Schreier leak if there's a game or not. So don't worry, guys. We'll find out. Yeah, r- rumor season's going to start gearing up here probably towards like mid-February, it seems like. Well, it I, just, usually st- I always remember Jason. It was almost like clockwork every year. He'd come out with, and here's the new Assassin's Creed game. GDC is where a lot of things kind of start leaking out as well, and that's in March, so... We'll see what's up with that. You gotta get that um, PS5 rumor coming in. I don't know. I really like it so far, though. Um, you should play that video game at it's, some point. It's it's on my list. Obviously, I own it sitting there under Wolfenstein. Um, as for other things, I've been playing Windjammers. That's fun. You bought uh, it? Yeah, I did because it was on sale last week. Um, as far as other things go, I played the Metal Gear Survive beta with Alex O'Neill. Um... It's a survival game. <laughs> like, if you did not really know what that game is, it is a survival video game. Uh, you are fighting hordes of zombies off. At least that's what the beta was. I know there's like a story element to it. Um, it and it's and it's the like copy paste Metal Gear Solid Five in terms of all the control schemes and stuff like that. Like, I had been playing it for five minutes and like all the controls immediately came back to me. I was like, oh, oh okay, it's this video game. Like. It is very, very similar. Uh, it runs well. I did not like it really, though. Like, I can see an audience of people who might be into that. Um, more than anything, I don't really understand why they slapped the Metal Gear license on it. Obviously, money is the, the determining factor. But I think this would this would be so much better if it was just kind of its own thing, because I think the Metal Gear license it, is honestly going to hurt it. It would be... I think it would be cooler if it was like a new new IP name, but it literally just used it's using Fox Engine, and yeah, I assume fine, right? similar gameplay mechanics to Five. Yeah. I don't understand no shame why they in didn't that do Konami. That. No shame. Yeah, they the Metal Gear IP is going to be bastardized in the future, and that kind of sucks. But um, yeah, I didn't care for it. Like, I I don't think it is. The problem is I don't think it is quote unquote like I would not say it is a bad video game. I would just say it is kind of mediocre at best from what I played. I was just not super not super into what I played there. So speaking of betas, I played Dragon Ball Fighters. Yeah. Oh my god. Like as a Dragon Ball fan, it's the game we've been waiting for. Yeah, but how's it control? Um as someone who is terrible at 2D fighters besides Smash Brothers, actually very approachable. Combos, like there's light, medium, and heavy hits, which are just, I think it's square, triangle, and circle. And then you can like throw blasts, 
like the training does a really is good job. Is it all directional based? The combos, mm. obviously. No, okay. I mean, you can do up in the air or down on the ground as far as that, but the combos beyond that are just taps of the button, like which order you push buttons in. It's not like diagonal, square, down, triangle, left, circle, R1 to do a Kamehameha. It's, you know, diagonal R1 when you have a meter full. So it's it's very approachable in that. But after doing all the training stuff and playing a few matches, there's definitely a depth and flow that you could get into with combos. Yeah, I've, which heard, is I've cool. heard the developer behind it is kind of, that was one of the things I know some people were kind of trying to be wary of going in. Is like, obviously it's a Dragon Ball game and it looks awesome and it looks very similar car- to the cartoons and because of that it's going to have a widespread appeal. But I've, I had heard the developers, some of the developers' previous fighting games were very much like nitty gritty, super for fighting game fans and like, like there was an insane amount of depth that is not approachable to a casual player um and so i was kind of wondering if they would kind of bring it bring it down make it a little bit more accessible because they know that casual fans are going to be more likely to jump in on this just because of the license based off you know the hour or so i played in the beta i think they've done that and then it's just like it's so faithful the source material i don't honestly know that many other licensed games that are like so true to the source material to this degree um it's awesome like this is definitely a game i want to get down the line uh, i would love to play through the story mode they added a new android you know specifically i want to like game. it's something i it's something i want to play and i have never watched a single episode of dragon ball or dragon ball z or anything uh i just think i just think it looks really cool it's it is so, stylish style it's just, it's just awesome it's yeah it's more just that it's like i don't know who any of these people are but this looks kind of cool so oh, yeah it's it's super it's super impressive what it, they've been able to do with that game and the animations and stuff like that so mm-hmm. i'm i'm a, i was a big fan of what i played and i will definitely get this game down the line uh speaking of more betas Ooh. uh monster hunter world i played that beta with michael ruiz um I liked it more than Michael did. Um, I'm definitely going to be picking it up. Uh, On launch? Yeah, I think so. I've you got, got that I've got, GameStop credit, right? Yeah, and it's burning a hole in my pocket. Um, you could get Dragon Ball and Monster Hunter World. There you go. Uh, I think I'm going to get Monster Hunter. I don't know. Maybe not on launch. I'm not sure. I'll have to figure that out because I'm still going to be playing Assassin's Creed and stuff like that. Um, I really liked it, though. I, 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 think, it's, I think it's way different. Um, I, 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 I'm approaching this as a Monster Hunter newbie, so I, I really can't compare it to anything from the past. Uh, but I like how hard it is to kill everything in that game. Like, it feels like a chore. And when you do kill them, you get those kind of feelings of accomplishment that you would feel in a Dark Souls or another very hard game of that nature where you get those uh, quick in, endorphin... Was it endorphin rushes? Yeah. 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 You get an adrenaline rush when you do that stuff. Uh, there's a great sense of accomplishment. Uh, the combat and everything, it seems very much in depth. And because of that, I was kind of left scratching my head a lot of times. But I really didn't do any of the tutorial stuff. And I imagine that it will introduce things to you more slowly when you play the actual game. I had just kind of hopped in. I was like, sure, I'm going to get this big bone sword and go fight this monster now. Uh, I really liked it. Like, I, I think I think it's it's got a lot of potential for a fun multiplayer game. Um yeah, I, I don't know. It's just one of those things that, like, I don't know a lot about, and I want to know more about it, and I continue to expand my gaming palette because 
I don't know because I'm dumb. <laughs> I, I, it, it seems like a it seems like a very solid action game though, and it looked great on my TV with the, the nice looking graphics it was running in and all kinds of other stuff. So yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. I, I think I think you should you should have given it a shot yourself because I, I think it's a it's a very unique game. Like I really don't have. I don't know how to pitch it to you and tell you like a com- good comparison or that's anything the, like that. That's a common problem I hear for Monster Hunter in general. Yeah, I don't I don't really know how to sell you on it. I just know I got in and I fought a giant monster. I was like, this is pretty fun. I'm enjoying just endlessly beating the snot out of this thing. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think uh, I was definitely not great at it, but I'm oh, I looking. Don't. From what I played, it it made me it made me go, yeah, I want to kind of start to understand these mechanics and understand how this game works a little bit more, so that I can get better at this. Like it it, it gave me those sort of feelings. So mm-hmm. definitely, I, I downloaded it. I just didn't sit down and play it. You should have. Mm-hmm. Could have done at least the first beginner mission. It was only like ten minutes, I think. It was a very. It, it, you could drop in very quick and. You could jump in and out very quickly in that game, so it's fun. It's I uh, got four player multiplayer. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I don't think it's for everybody, which is I, I think Mike was Michael's takeaway was this is cool and I kind of like this, but I I think he knew he was gonna bounce off of it somewhat quickly, so he's not gonna be picking it up. But I don't know. Yeah, I think I might I think I might grab it. We'll see. But yeah. Who knows? Let's get into the news because we got. Some news. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, so some big things actually happened today. Uh, biggest one, we'll get out of the right way right now because it's also the most simplest one to just talk about real quick. Oh. Uh, got a war release date, 420, blaze it uh, worldwide. When you when you said biggest news, I thought you were going to go to the other one that came out today. No, that is actually probably the bigger news, to be but honest. Let's, let's talk but about we'll God do of war. I mean, I mean, this has just been... I don't know. There's not a lot to talk about. It's out April 20th. The new story trailer looks freaking amazing. Like, holy yeah, crap. Oh, God. It's... Oh. Looks like it has ten times more emotional depth I, than... I tweeted out. I said, Kratos got more character in this three-minute trailer than he did in six previous games. I saw a lot of people saying the same thing. It looks like it is the last of us. <laughs> um, like... With yes the, and no. Like it, it, I remember this question came up on PS I Love You or Beyond or something back when God. Of, I guess PS I Love You when God of War was originally revealed, and like someone kind of asked, you know, are we going to start seeing games basically become Last of Us ified, to put it uneloquently? Um, and this is you definitely can see the last just of the us way it's shined stuff like yeah, that like is this is I... the certainly the most cinematic God of War since three ever i since three three was very cinematic in its presentation like that it was like this it was this raw action movie you know um and god of war seems to have slowed down very much more like a movie um i would not be surprised if this game doesn't have any load times it does the uh naughty dog thing where it's like gameplay transitions right into cutscenes. pretty sure they've already said it doesn't yeah, like it just so. has that initial load time, which will be really cool. It's all that immersive experience. Um, they revealed there's two collector's editions, literally a $20 difference um, in price. Uh, they come with the exact same thing, except the Stonemason edition 
Uh, comes with a ring, two little statues, and a keychain. So you better believe I just got the regular collector's edition. Because I really like the statue. It's from Gentle Giant, who I think did the Uncharted 4 statue. And um, it's got a steel case, some art, a map, and then all that digital content. Pre-order now for three shield skins. Skins. Real content. Uh, this game looks awesome. I'm glad it's coming out in April. Yeah, and I think we had already spoken about that last week, if not the week before, that it seemed likely that, that was the week. I know that there was that whole March 22nd leak on the U.S. PlayStation Store, but I had been of I had been of the mind that even if that was the date, then they should push it because that week is insane as can be, which we have touched on. No, uh, this gives it time to breathe and be its own thing. I'm glad that there wasn't some push to get it out before the fiscal year. And who knows, there may have been, and they had a... Again, an Uncharted 4 thing where, like, we just need more time, and they delayed it a month internally, and now we get April 20th. Either way... I think it was probably always scheduled for around here, personally. It's a a great time. What I'm curious about is what this means for uh, Detroit, potentially, which I do not think is releasing this spring, to be honest, even though they said that it would be. Uh, and I guess spring is through what January twentieth or something, or June twentieth or something like that. So technically, I guess it could still release. And what is quote unquote spring? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> What's up with I, that game? I, I, I don't. I don't think that game's releasing in the early half of the year, though. Personally, because Quantic Dream just never releases games on time. time. So I've, that's kind of my leaning with that. It seems I like saw, a, a I saw a count. couple people tweeting today. Like, surprised that God of War was coming out so soon. Like, guys, God of War was supposed to be early 2018. Yeah. So actually pretty, pretty on point. And then that those people then turned around and said, now I have hope Spider-Man will come out this year. I'm like, of course Spider-Man's coming out this year. Man, the new images for this game make me very glad that I own a 4K television, television and a PS4 Pro because they look freaking crazy. Uh... As far as like the story trailer, what they showed off, I really, really, really like everything mm-hmm. that they are doing with Kratos and his son. And I like them teasing Kratos, kind of revealing his history to him. And I don't know who the woman is in the trailer. I don't think anyone um, does. But they, she's kind of like, her, she says something about how are you going to tell him? You know he's going to find out. Uh, and then he has a line in there and he's, his son says something about how like they've become men now. And he's like, no, we're more than that. Uh, so it's just got, a, there's a lot of really cool things happening in this game. And I don't, it's just, it's not even Kratos. <laughs> like this is like, that's what it is, but it isn't. I, I don't think it would have, I don't think this would, if this was just like a new game or new IP, it'd be like, this looks cool, I guess. But like, I think it's because of the fact that we have five or six other games with Kratos in it being this and screaming and yelling. Like I, I think, I think that's makes him now being like this borderline calm, patient, understanding. But they even tease it in the trailer oh, they tease and like in the game informer. Pissy. Yeah. And in the game informer, uh, preview, they talk like there is this, like, uh, I forget the name of it from, god of war 3 but like this rampage mode like you activate the rage meter or something yeah like like there you'll be able to lose your temper as a gameplay mechanic yeah yeah yeah. they've talked about that i think since the initial release like it's just 
This game's going to be good. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really, really excited for it. Um, <clears throat> that seems like their big first half game, honestly. They got, they got that Nino Cooney. Yeah, that's the thing I talked about last week, too, is that they've got a lot of other uh, non-first-party development studios that have are putting on exclusive games between uh, Nino Cooney and Yakuza 6, and then there is also... Uh, there's one other big one. Uh, MLB The Show, which is a first-party studio of theirs. But they've got a lot of first-party exclusives, plus the Shadow of the Colossus uh, remake, which is out in February. Uh, that's out in like two or three weeks. Um, they're going to have a good first half here, even if it's not all mainly their games that they have developed in-house. That's fine with me. But yeah, this looks great. I'm like... Somehow I, w- I became more sold on the game after seeing that trailer, which when I went to go watch the trailer, I was like, I was just kind of casually like, all right, let's see what's up with this. And then after that, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. oh, holy oh, smokes. And the, the good thing too is it was like a three minute long trailer, but I really don't feel like they touched on much. No, they, like the, if anything, they kind of like showed their hand with the themes they're going to be playing with and stuff like that. Um but yeah, that's about it. And I think they also dropped a little hint in there. And I was trying to, I was trying to figure this out because he says something about how his mom made his bow for him. And I was like, who would make a bow or something? Like I was trying, I was trying to figure out if there was like any specific god or whatever that would do that. And I mean, I honestly think his mom is just, just a lady. It's probably just a lady. She's just, she's just a human woman. Yeah, I agree Kratos, with you. Kratos. Had a big that belly, line, bit, that big line belly wound, yeah. and he's like, mm, "My stomach hurts. Can someone help me? Some little lady helped him out. They made a baby, and then she that died." Line, that line stuck out to me though, because yeah. I was wondering if they were teasing, potentially teasing something there with that. But uh, yeah, I'm not uh, as like, familiar with like Norse his, as I am. I like with Greek. His, I like his bloodied up uh, wrists too that he's got all bandaged up. Can I? That you're talking actually about my favorite scene when the bandage kind of comes unraveled on his wrist mm-hmm. and it lays down and I'm just looking at him like, that's what the blades of chaos would do. Like, it's just like, I don't know this, that trailer. And I assume this whole game kind of in like a weird, uh, hindsight way is giving more impact and like meaning to the previous games or just like the overall the rest of the games, like just the, you know, it's not going to go in there and make, uh, that goes to Sparta. What was it? Chains of Olympus, like the most important game ever, but it just, it adds a little bit more weight to it. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to explore that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I, I think, I don't know. The, I think I said this in our preview episode too, at the start of the year, but um, there's just a lot unsaid about this game at the same time. Like, I feel like we, and I, I said that about the trailer here, but even looking at all the content we've seen over the course of, this game's from reveal to now leading up to release. I just feel like there's a lot we have not seen. The, honestly, is, the most we've seen is that gameplay we got, and then really this recent news burst from Game Informer. Yeah, and even that has been mostly just kind of chatting with Corey Barlog. And, yeah, I've watched a couple of the interviews. I read the magazine interview. The magazine stuff was really cool. Um, but, you know, it's. I think it's cool that they're keeping this close-ish under wraps. Yeah, I agree. Same with that there Spidey man, which I think they're, they got a lot off the show as well. Spider-Man's next, baby. Hopefully. Hopefully it's up next. Uh, the bigger news. 
industry wise at least and at least for Nintendo? one of the big three no we're not talking about freaking cardboard robots now uh, Microsoft uh, the games pass remember uh, game pass remember that max you subscribe I, to that I do Pay- Netflix for Xbox games um, it's a subscription so sure it's not really I don't know if I'd say it's Netflix it is it gives you access to a library of games that changes Adds new titles, removes old ones uh, that you can, in the case of Xbox, download and play instead of PS Now where you stream it. This lets you actually download it, which is smart, I think. Um, but yeah, it's like 10 bucks a month, I think. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Anyway, that just got way better because uh, in case you were not subscribed to it before, you might want to be subscribing to it soon-ish because they announced that all first-party games... All games published by Microsoft Studios uh, will be available on Games Pass the day they release moving forward, starting with Sea of Thieves on March 20th. So if you pay the $10 a month or I think it's like $60 for six months or something like that, or no, not that that equates perfectly. I was going to say that math is... No, it's like it's it's less money. I don't know. Same same with PS Plus and uh, Xbox Live Gold. Like if you you can pay for like a whole year and it's cheaper or whatever, uh, in one go. But if you are subscribed to Game Pass and let's say the Sea of Thieves comes out on March twentieth, uh, you can download and play Sea of Thieves right there without having to actually purchase the video game. Uh, they have said that it will be like this as well with State of Decay two, Crackdown three, the next Halo game, Gears of War four. Uh, whatever the next Years of War game is, Gears of War 4 might already be on the system. Bottom line, anything published first party by uh, Microsoft is now going to be a part of this system, including Forza games. And First question. Is this only games going forward, or are they retroactively taking the entire Xbox One exclusive first party library and just pretty putting sure it on the, there? Pretty sure it's the latter, um, and I'm also pretty sure that most of the past first party games are already on the service, as it is. I don't think like Forza Horizon 3 is or Halo 5. Maybe not that. Maybe not that. They, uh, I'm pretty sure Phil Spencer said that the Forza big games would be on there though. So yeah. I mean, this is a killer deal. It, my, The only reason I personally won't sign up for this is because I'm not interested in enough games to justify $10 a month, specifically for Xbox. You could pay your $10 a month when a game comes out you want to play rather than dropping the 60 Right, I could... For instance, when Crackdown releases, if you want to try that, just toss $10 in the pot, play Crackdown for a week or two, and then be done with it or something like that. It's interesting, for sure. And, you know, Xbox is kind of in this interesting state in the industry, and I think that gives them a little bit more liberty to experiment and see what works in this Game Pass that came out last... It was last year when it first came out, right? Uh, Or is it tail end of 2016? I can't remember. Either way, like they announced this and they've been experimenting with it, and now I think this is the next almost logical step. And even the the EA one that's been at Xbox almost from the beginning, same exact yeah, idea. Yeah, and now this is uh, just the Microsoft version of it, and I think that's really cool. I'd love to see the numbers. EA Access doesn't do the same thing. Um, EA Access? They don't give you access to games the day they release. I think you still have to purchase the game. I'm fairly certain, and then you can play it, or you can, or maybe you can just play. I think you can play a demo of it, but it's only a certain certain number of hours, and then you have to. That's before the game. launch, though. Yeah, but I think 
I after they no, after games. after launch, she, no, because they they constantly announce that new games are coming to EA Access. Like I I remember earlier last year, they're like Battlefront is now on EA Access, and so are all these other games. Hmm. So you I, still have to purchase their new games. Day of. But the same idea of monthly fee download yeah. to play the games. Um, and you know they're the only ones really doing that. Uh, well, Sony has PS Now, like I mentioned well, gotta, earlier, but they, it's, it's interesting. You got to think of it in the context too, of you pay one hundred twenty dollars for the year, ten dollars a month, and let's say in a given year, are you going to purchase three? Are you potentially going to purchase three Xbox games this year, Max? No. I mean, I guess we don't know what to have in this. I don't have. Three I was gonna. S- I'm not I will. I'm not you. Yeah, you make it makes sense if I you at least are gonna buy Sea of Thieves and Crackdown Three. You might as well go ahead and sign up for it. Yeah, like if you because that is saving you sixty bucks right off the top there. Um, it's it's a weird. Then I don't know. It, it, I guess it comes down to your preference of whether or not you want to rent your games or outright own them. Because uh, I think digital, the digital era, things are things are gonna get weird digitally when. We've already kind of tiptoed into it where games start disappearing off marketplaces and stuff yeah, like, like that. Yeah, uh, like Forza Horizon 1. You can't yeah. buy that digitally anymore. I mean, PT is a notable one too, even though that's like a demo or whatever, so that's kind of a different story. But like games in the digital age are going to be in a weird gray area when things start getting pulled off and aren't available for download anymore. Uh, so I can understand why people still want to buy physical copies or outright purchase something or whatever. But uh, I think this is a great value proposition for anybody who, even if you want to go back and play some older games, uh, I think that's a good idea too. I've got a one-month subscription to Games Pass that I've kind of been sitting on. Maybe I'll cash it in here. Maybe around, uh, I was going to say March, but I won't do that. I will not do that. So, but yeah, this is a a really cool new way to incentivize people to jump on the Games Pass thing. It's similar when movie pass dropped from $50 a month to $10 a month. Like they really have beefed up an incentive to purchase yeah. and pay monthly for it. I think that's really good on them. I agree. Uh, let's stick with Microsoft because there was some more news last week about a, the potential return of one of their more famous IPs, uh, first party IPs. And one of my personal favorites as well. Uh, supposedly according to Eurogamer, a new fable game is, very early in development, uh, Microsoft has decided to bring back that franchise to life, which I don't think is a huge surprise. Uh, I think we all knew a new game in that series would come eventually, despite them shutting down uh, Lionhead Studios back in 2016. Uh, so supposedly, the next iteration of Fable is on the horizon, and it is being developed by supposedly Playground, which is the developer of the Forza Horizon games. Uh, so they will be taking over developing whatever this next iteration of the Fable fran- Fable next Fable game will be. Not a surprise. Um, I think the game existing is not a surprise. I was interested to hear Playground, I actually, I think the not surprising part is Playground because they announced last they're year not, that Playground was working actually, on a new oh, open world game for I, Xbox. I guess the surprising part about it is that I'm pretty sure Playground's not owned by Microsoft outright either. So that's kind of... No, they're not. So that's that's kind of interesting that they would tap them to do this. Um, and yes, obviously, 
Forza Horizon is a great open world game, but it is cars. I mean, so, who's to say that Fable uh, Fable Four? Let's just call it that. Dear God, no. <laughs> I mean, just just for the sake of the conversation, Fable Four. Who's to say you don't you don't pick a young and upcoming car, and then you go out and you fight bad cars? I don't know how Fable works and gain some XP. Uh, maybe no you, thanks. Maybe you I don't run over a, a raccoon instead of kicking a dog. I don't know. Um, I think though. <laughs> As far as like open world, it's cool. They announced they were working on a new open world game for Xbox. Makes sense to me. This also supposedly the dev team is going to be about two hundred people in size, and yeah, they're currently hiring new people they're bu- to they're building up. They've it, got a new studio over in the UK mm-hmm. as well that uh, I think is going to be specifically dedicated to this project. Makes sense. Uh, it's after reading, I I finished Blood, Sweat, and Pixels and. I think it's kind of a cool way to reinvigorate a team and let them try new ideas and stuff. And uh, obviously I can't speak for playground. I have no idea how the internal politics at that place go and how people feel about developing there. But I think it's cool when a team gets to take something they've worked on in this case, just open world design and then tweak it and change it for something, a completely different type of game. And playground is really good at the open world thing when you're driving at a hundred and, 40 miles an I was going to say, you keep you keep citing Forza Horizon as a great open world game, but just me thinking about what Fable... Uh, it is, yes. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to be very different. It is, it is but they can, is they can take what vast. they've learned there and they get to try new things. I think that's really cool for the team to be able to experiment and stretch their wings, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, for, sure, like for sure. You know, they get a... Obviously, yeah, they're, they're obviously, game Forza Horizon like, Three and The Witcher Three, both open world games, completely different. But taking lessons you've learned from one and then trying to apply it to this one, especially for a beloved franchise that, if I remember correctly, and I've never played Fable, so please correct me if I'm wrong. But Fable Three wasn't like super well received, and then that Fable Dungeon Crawler Fable, game was coming Fable, out that Fable, got canceled. Fable Legends, yeah, it got canceled alongside and then, uh, one. Closing. Wasn't there Fable a card 3 is, game? Fable, um, uh, what game? Card game? Wasn't there a Fable card game coming yeah, out? Yeah, I think there was. I think it actually came. So like out the public. franchise has kind of been beaten up a little bit here. Sort of. Yeah. Um, Fable Legends is where they screwed the pooch because. I think everybody who, because we were entering this generation, everybody's like, sweet, I bet there's going to be a new Fable. That's the thing. Like, Fable 3, I think, was the, probably the least well-received of the three core Fable games, but I don't think anybody really, did, like, hated it or loathed it. Like, I, I do not think it was a bad video game. Uh, it just did, so right. it introduced some new things that I, I don't think really caught on the whole idea of being the king of Albion or the queen or whatever. Uh, I don't. I don't think those mechanics really worked well with each other. Or worked worked well in that game very much. Uh, so entering this gen, I think a lot of people were looking forward to whatever the new Fable game would be, and then they came out with this weird dungeon master, weird co-op experience thing, and it just was like, this is not Fable. What are What are you guys doing? Um, Fable is an RPG series, mm-hmm. a single player RPG. It's got. I mean, you can you can do co-op in a Fable two co-op. Fable two and three both had co-op. And those were those were fun, uh, but yeah, this is uh, I don't know. I'm I'm excited. This is the, like the one franchise from Microsoft that I have been really crossing my fingers that we would see one day, and it would be a proper return or relaunch of the the series because I really like those other three games a whole lot. Fable Two is I think 
one of the best RPGs of last generation of consoles, personally. I really, really thoroughly enjoyed that game when it came out. Um, so seeing how they could spice up the combat and things like that, some of the things that looking back at Fable I think are a little bit st- a little bit stale makes me excited because it would be nice to see them bring those game mechanics into 2019, 2020, whenever the heck this game comes out, if, assuming it's real. So uh, I'm excited for that. It'll be interesting to see. I imagine we'll hear something E3-ish, possibly. No. No. No way. If they're just now staffing up to develop the game... I mean, they announced it. They announced that Playground was working on it last year. They did not announce that Playground... They've not announced anything formally. No, I'm just saying they announced last year that Playground was working on a new open world game. Last thing Microsoft needs to do is announce more exclusives years in advance when Crackdown Three still has not released. So and Scalebound think, got canned. I say that's a very bad play for Microsoft yeah. personally. If this game's not out within eighteen months after reveal, um, it's fair. It's very fair. So, I don't know. It's now they're in an interesting position that the report has come out. So I don't know if they'll say anything. Oh, they won't. No, they will not. They've already commented on it. They, oh, they commented did? on the they commented on the Eurogamer article. They said we don't report on or we don't comment on. They they commented on a. They commented they said we do on not comment on rumors and or speculation. So they commented Typical on the rumor saying they don't comment on rumors. No, they commented on the question. I was just, <laughs> I was just trying to make the joke. I know. Anyway, Max, do you like cardboard boxes? I don't, but uh, my cat sure does. Uh, well, your cat is going to be able to wear robots soon, very soon, thanks to Nintendo and the weird people who work at that company, because Nintendo Labo is a thing that is being made for some ungodly reason. Uh, I'm sure you have all seen this by now. This was came out about last week. Last Thursday. That Nintendo is doing this weird cardboard experiment thing with the Switch and their games and allow you to make a piano and a robot and a fishing pole and uh, some other stuff. And you can use your Joy-Cons and your Switch screen. And I don't even know. Like, it's so This is super cool. It's so freaking weird, I think it's important to note up front that on Thursday last week, before the actual video went live during the day they said we've got an announcement coming today for kids and kids at heart like yeah, they i'm not, they I'm not framed, gonna be one of those yeah. dudes who are freaking out saying oh it's not for i yeah i'm fine with something not being and for me it's more I, just the another part it's that's more really, just strange in general like even if it is for children it is just a very strange idea that no one in a thousand billion years could have guessed that they were creating yeah like it oh, is it's just it's way kind of out of left field i mean there are companies out there that do these cardboard construction projects so like the product itself like the idea exists just applying it to the switch i think the other really important slash cool thing to note is that the switches like success or failure does not hinge on this this thing could be a total flop and like What's the worst thing they did? They spent a lot of money on cardboard. Um, like yeah, the, the, the core, price. the core of the system does not depend on it. It's not like the entire thing's built around this cardboard. Thing. It's just something 
you can do if you want to. And I think that's so when I watched this, I was you and I actually were there back in December at the Children's Museum. And we were talking about how the the science works has completely changed. But back in the day, it was such a hands on exhibit with its construction project or building the boats. I'm like, this is a hands on sciencey way to interact with technology and building things and kind of getting your hands proverbially dirty. If I was a kid, I'd be all over this. If I had a kid, I'd be all over this. This thing cool. I would not. <laughs> I would so be. This is this is Legos. I think hard. So here's my biggest fear with this. Even if conceptually you, it's a cool idea for kids or whatever. It's cardboard one, so I'd be very worried that things would break. Two, holy crap, it's so expensive. It's uh, actually not when you think about it. What a game is sixty dollars. So twenty dollars uh, for the cardboard expensive. supplies. It's pretty expensive. Uh, the especially. I mean, don't don't say in the age of games like Hellblade being thirty dollars. Don't tell me robot punching building experience is a sixty dollar title. All so, right, you're fair on that point, but just in general, like you're just looking at it, it's like it's actually not as bad as if if they do after launch come out with replacement kits. Oh, I'm sure they will. Then that's perfectly fine. I think. Yeah, that would just you be know, my it's only fear the cardboard, is the game, this stuff and then is going to get shredded real quick. I, the cardboard stuff I've seen people build in other projects and things seem to be of the more sturdy cardboard variety. I think it'll be the same here. I don't think yeah, it's going to be so flimsy cardboard. As long as you don't let your dog chew on it, and your, I I think your kids should be old enough to, you know, not run around in the robot suit. I mean, maybe they can run around in the robot suit. But who knows? I think the other fun thing is it you can see how each thing works. Like you can open the back of the robot suit and see the cords and stuff. Like this is, it's a weird way to teach kids how things function. The piano. Do you know how the piano works? Yeah, I saw it. This is something about that infrared sensor. Yeah, or something. uses the that camera, on the right Joy-Con, and there's like foilers on the um the keys. So when you push it down, it or push it up, it sees it and plays the note yeah like that's so smart that's cool it's just so it's just so weird like even still like it's almost been like revealed for a week and 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 when i say weird i i am i am by no means saying it's bad right Uh, but it's just such a it's just such a strange thing that they're like hey you know that handheld console we got that's selling really well what if we did this it's it's just such a nintendo move honestly and that's Uh, cool that's all I will I'm, not. I will not be touching this stuff with a thousand foot pole because I don't have any personal interest in it. I the uh, closest, like you said, the closest kids, I could come I to it is fine. if Landon buys it, um, or if one day, fifty million years from now, I have a kid and this is still around. Fifty then, yeah. million years from now? You mean like eighteen months? No. We'll see, Max. Eighteen months. And that would put us in the middle of 2019. We'll see, Max. Actually, that could be kind of close. What I tell you? But then you got to add the years to like grow up and actually, uh, you know, be old enough to build it. They're not going to come out of the womb, and I'm going to go. Here you go, Nintendo Labo. Here you go, son. It's the Labo. Also. Is Labo like a Japanese word or something? Did I did I miss that part, or is the name just? Bad. I think, <laughs> I think the name's just bad. To me, it's like lab. Yeah, 
but just weird. Uh, I, if it's yeah, a Japanese I word, I, I have not heard. I think Nintendo Lab would have just been like, okay, Nintendo Labo. <laughs> I don't so, know the kids. You got to get the kids a. Yeah, you got to get the kids uh, doing the doing the things with their Labo. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's fine. It's cool, <laughs> and the fact that, like I said before, it's separate and you don't need it for the Switch doesn't all hinge on this. Uh, I'd be curious to see how and if it grows. Like if they open up the possibility for third parties to build like cardboard things or if Nintendo will just create new expansion kits and offer DLC to the game where you can be like, oh, you like that robot thing? Well, now here's a a, a race car. I don't know. Did you watch the reveal trailer before you saw what it was? What do you mean? Like I saw like, the tr- I watched like, the video as soon as I it did not. Live. Oh, okay, that's what I was curious about. I yeah. didn't know if you had like not been able to see it because like they, somebody posted it. They're like, "Here it is! It's the new thing!" And I was like, "All right, let's see what the thing is." And <laughs> we're watching the trailer. Blows like, your mind. What on earth is going on right now? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's definitely for children, but and that's fine because Nintendo. I like that Nintendo kind of. The Switch has been, I feel like, so much for hardcore fans, which has been nice for people like us. Finally, after I think. The Wii was very much tailored to kids in some respects. Um, I like seeing them come out with a product like this in tandem alongside it and saying like, hey, yeah, we still got the kids thing here. But don't worry, it's not going to ruin the half-naked hair attack lady Bayonetta coming to the Switch either. So you still got that, nerds. You still got that, but let the other kids play with this cardboard thing. It's just very strange all around. But I'm happy for people who will purchase this alongside God of War on 420. So... Yep, it's going to be, you can build your robot suit and then sit down and play God of War. There you go. Just just be careful not to. Is it $80, right? I think the robot. Yeah, it's 70. Yeah, 69. It's 69.99 for the first kit. $69 on 420. There you go. Um, So yeah, it's 80 bucks for the robot kit. So game $20 for the robot suit. Loot boxes, they're taking over the industry. Nintendo. I love that picture. You seen that one? There's Miyamoto the, and the, the, the Overwatch loot gift. boxes. It's like, no, 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 no. And then it's just physical cardboard boxes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I've seen that. That's, uh, that's it for news this week. A lot of weird stuff. A lot of good stuff. And then the, I guess, well, I guess the Switch Labo, Nintendo Labo is the only really weird thing. The rest are pretty normal. Got a war release day. About freaking time. Um, that's going to wrap up the first half of the show. Our conversation with Brian is upcoming. Learn how to make a video game. Learn about Light of the Mountain, Brian's video game, and what went into making it, what his thought process is making the video game, and uh, what he wants you to think and feel while you play the game yourself, if you do play it for yourself. Uh, So I hope you enjoy that conversation with him right now. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gents. And we're here with an esteemed game developer. Max and I are joined by Brian Hankin from 
Uh, what is the name of your studio? <laughs> uh, Songhouse, Songhouse Games. Games. Songhouse Games. Yeah, that is correct. Uh, if you have listened to this podcast over the years, Brian has been on this show in the past. Uh, and now Brian has made a video game that is coming out this week. It is called Light of the Mountain. It is releasing on PC on uh, Friday. On, yeah. Is that January 26th? Friday, January 26th. So and then we that, got like a small gap between the PC and console releases. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. We'll touch on that here in a second. Yeah. Uh, Brian, how how you made a game? How <laughs> how is it how is it to make a game? <laughs> uh, I can't lie and say that it's fun. I'm just kidding. Um, no, it's it's a pretty good time. Um, I wouldn't. I would say it's incredibly tedious work. It's very uh, painstaking to do. At least what I do. Um, I don't program. I don't do any of that stuff. I do a lot of the level design and environmental design, and I did all the music. Um, I wrote the script. But you'd be surprised how much work can go into the smallest of things on a game that I really didn't know about before I got into it. Um, I remember there was like a good month where I was just placing trees and rocks, and after a while, I was going insane. Me and Dylan constantly have a joke um, where he asks what I'm going to do today, and I'm like, oh, probably placing trees, whether or not I'm going to do it or not. But it's incredibly <laughs> tedious. It's a good time. I really like it. It's, it's, it's incredibly rewarding, but it is very tedious, and it is a lot of work. So... For those that may not know, what is Light of the Mountain? Like, give us, give us that elevator pitch, that Steam description. What Light of the it? Mountain is this is this stupid game. Um, we, uh, <laughs> That's not you sold yourself. me. <laughs> I was say, boom. Uh, Light of the Mountain is a an adventure game with puzzle aspects thrown in, um, and it's very very story driven. You are a man who is diagnosed diagnosed with cancer. Um, who decides to go away on his boat, um, but then lands on this island um, and becomes stranded there. But the more you're there, you more the more you start to realize, like you know, maybe this island was made for. I was meant to land here. Something is important, and you see all these crazy things. Like there's, you know, this this lighthouse that keeps turning on. There's um, always always a lighthouse. Mountain. There's always a lighthouse. There's got to be a lighthouse. <laughs> there's this uh, the giant mountain, obviously, with this really weird light at the top of it. Um, you can see that from pretty much anywhere on the map, so it's always kind of calling out to you. Um, and there's a one on a hill. There's like a house that it's like the main character's house from before he even landed on the island. So that's like sort of the moment where you start to realize, you know, this is this is weird. Something else is going on here that's sort of deeper than I can get at the moment. Um, so it's a lot of like um, solving puzzles and trying to figure out what's going on and. The game is very, uh, in the way that The Witness is, where it's just, you know, you kind of have, you kind of have to look at everything, and you kind of have to figure things out for yourself. It's not always going to be like, you know, oh, like, Bravo team, this is Alpha Squad, meet us at this waypoint, there's, there's none of that. It's I'm, just, ten, I'm 12 clicks it. north, yeah. <laughs> I'm 12 clicks <laughs> north, of the, north of the light on the mountain. Um, <laughs> but if I, have, if I had to take forever to explain it, it would be that. <laughs> okay. Well, you can take forever to explain it because this is a podcast, so that's, when that's I, fine. When I look at it, it reminds me of like this weird mix of The Witness, like you said, because mm -hmm. this is an island, and um, Bioshock Infinite just because there's a lighthouse, and you're like in a boat. And <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't even think of island, that. It was Bioshock Infinite, and um, Journey, because like 
journey the whole thing is this light on top of a mountain that you have to get to so there you go i never even thought of that actually <laughs> those are the three games That's i not... think of when i look at your game i was gonna ask you what your influences are and subconsciously it might have been Weirdly things enough, like that <laughs> it was um games like like mist and the witness but Interestingly enough, Journey never came up. Abzu came up. That's where sort of the art style came from. But I never even thought of Journey. I'm just now getting hit with that now. Oh, <clears throat> oh we recreated Journey one to one. Thank God. Got it. God bless. Our character. Our character has a scarf. <laughs> you collect the little scarf bits. You can't see his face. Not at all. He's I mean, that's little... actually true. You can't see my character's face. Um, so you... How did the? What were some of your initial ideas behind this uh, game, though, and creating this? Because if I was to create a video game, I don't even know where I would start. Uh, how long has this process been? How long have you guys been m making this? What What's the entire journey to release week here been like? And where would you start? Light of the Mountain actually goes back a lot farther than people think. Um, it goes back to when I was a junior in high school, actually. Um, I was huge into film. I was making a lot of short videos. Um, some that were good, some that were not so great, but, uh, one of them was this really cool idea we had, um, for a short film that we were going to enter in this film festival. It was going to be 30 minutes. It was basically this guy who, you know, has cancer, um, but then starts to like have these really vivid dreams and like weird things start to happen to him and he hallucinates and can't tell what is a dream and what isn't, um, and that was basically this concept we had for the short film. We never made it. We just kind of got a little too ahead of ourselves. We weren't good enough with special effects just yet. And so we kind of shelved it. Um, so then, probably two years ago, there's these people at work who approached me and they were like, hey, we want to make a game. Um, we hear you write music. Do you want to join us? And I was like, oh, yeah, of course, dude. Please. I would love to write music for you. <laughs> and I pitched that idea to them. And they were like, yeah, we really like it, but we'll kind of get back to it when, we, when, when we're a bit more experienced, when we know what we're doing. <clears throat> I eventually ended up leaving them because I wanted to work on something a little bit smaller. It, the way things were getting there, weren't, we're not bad. Like, things were great with them. Um, but it was getting a little too ambitious for me. I kind of wanted to work on smaller projects and, 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 and do things that I kind of had a little bit more control over. Um, so... I left. I started making Light of the Mountain. Um, I got my friend Dylan on board. He's a really great programmer. He's dealt with probably more stress than I have on this game. <clears throat> and so we worked on it for about a year and a half. Um, and weirdly enough, the the game was not <laughs> in the in the beginning. The game was not meant to be nearly as sad as it is. Um, but yeah, coincidence coincidentally at the, at the time of like starting this game i was going through like a ton of stuff like um this uh this 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 um wow i can't even talk today there was i was leaving those people that group of people um and then this girl that i was dating who i really really like broke up with me um for one of my friends so i was going through a lot of really crappy stuff at that time and so a lot of the sad boy stuff from that game came from just things that i was going through in that time, so I, I initially envisioned the game to be a lot more lighthearted, but I think, I think it being the way it is now sort of turned out for the better. So what's it like and, uh, putting 
those more <coughs> personal experiences of going through that stuff in a game that's going to be public and people are going to play um, it and buy it and like what is that like <laughs> i hope it works out um i hope it it makes it better i th i think the way i implemented it is very it's vague enough to where like you know you really wouldn't understand that it was a very personal thing, but everything is sort of very metaphorical in the way that I implemented it, where <clears throat> the way the dialogue is written and the way um, certain cutscenes were laid out um, feel very, at least to me, authentic, because it's <clears throat> exactly what I was feeling at the time when I wrote it or when I planned out that certain cutscene or that certain um, music track. There's a lot of that, um, <clears throat> and and it's it's very easy to see which which parts of the game uh, are like that. Obviously, there are very lighthearted points of the game. Um, everything, a lot of the things in that game are like directly related to stuff that I've done in my life or um, things that happened to me. The game, to me, is is very very personal, and I hope that kind of gives the game a more authentic feel when people play it if that makes any sense yeah yeah that makes sense <laughs> how do you how do you want how what are you expecting people to feel or think when they play the game like have you really have you been able to distance yourself from the being in the trenches and actually making the game to actually think about like what it is you want the player to feel while they play through it or anything like that yeah i that's something i think about a lot where you know, I, I I make the game and I like it, but I understand that it's it's also the type of game that not everybody's gonna like. It's very like a niche sort of game, where the way I wrote it and the way I planned out certain levels, I I made it so that like it was something that I personally would have fun playing, something that I would really enjoy because I do like those very you know story driven games like like Dear Esther or Gone Home. Um, and I wanted something that would kind of affect people the same sort of way those games did. I wanted to make something that would sort of like, a story at least, that would ask people questions. Like, you know, make them question certain things about maybe something that they're going through, or maybe something that just my character that we wrote is going through. Like, there was one, there's one specific thing of just like, without spoiling anything, where... Isaac, who is Isaac's the main character in my game, he asks himself, you know, I I used to always tell myself that everything in my life happened for a reason, but what what happens when it just it doesn't? What does that mean? Like why are certain terrible things happening to me and not to somebody else who deserves it? And I wanted to like I wanted to kind of hit people with those sort of things. Make them think about it while they play, but also just have a good time cuz it's a video game. You just you're just tired. You worked all day. <laughs> you want to chill out. <clears throat> that and I just wanted it to be kind of cool to look at. I wanted it to be a pretty game, which I kind of got there. <laughs> and that was that was kind of one of my next questions. Uh, so nice setup there. But the art style is very unique. I think that was the one thing when you first started talking to us about this. That was the one thing that I know you were asking us about. Like, do you like the art style and stuff like that? Mm -hmm. um, how did you kind of settle on that? And how did you? Because it, it's even hard to explain. Because it's almost like it's not cell shading, but it's like I I, I don't know how no, would you even not, describe it's like it? Wind Waker and the Witness had a baby, <clears throat> sort of, of yeah, but with um, with a lower budget. 
Like, and yeah. I mean that in an endearing way. Like, uh, you know. No, we did we did the best that we could, but the way I mean, if you look on even our Twitter, there are extremely early screenshots of Light of the Mountain that have um, trees with individual leaves that sway in the wind. Um, there are buildings and objects that have texture to them. Um, but if you look at the game now, it's extremely low poly. Um, it's very stylized in a weird sort of way. But the thing that I would always tell people was that, you know, um, the game, the game's art style was something of a just an artistic choice that we wanted. That's like sort of how we wanted to look. And then, and, and it is, that is true. But it's also the fact that I'm our 3D modeler and I am in no way talented as a 3D modeler. So <laughs> everything is extremely basic. Um, everything is stylized to the point where I could get it without it looking terrible. Um, <clears throat> also, there's that fact. Um, and it's just so much easier to optimize when you're not dealing with a whole bunch of tries and a whole bunch of things that you um, have to batch in one thing. And it's, it's, it's really easy when you don't have textures to load in because each, each item doesn't use... Well, most items, say 90%, don't use texture. They just use a material that has a certain color in a certain way, it'll reflect or diffuse light. Um, and in the end, I really kind of like the way it looks better than we had it initially. Um, because the game was loaded with, like, trees. <laughs> the game was loaded with trees that had individual leaves, forests that had, like, giant grass that swayed in the wind that had texture. Um, a lot of normal maps. But now it's the way it is now. And it's very, like, there's a lot of post effects that sort of, like, make it pop a little bit better. Like... <clears throat> you can see in the trailer, everything has, like, black lines around it that give it that sort of, like, cartoonish feel. Um, yeah. The bloom effect brings out the colors a lot more than they actually are there without it. Um, so I think it turned out looking a lot better than we thought initially. Um, but that was always sort of the the way we wanted it to be without uh, with taking some taking some liberties in the fact that I don't know how to model well <laughs> and i didn't know how to optimize well at the beginning of this now i do but well when you become rich after putting this game out on friday maybe you can hire a, when a, I three, a 3d rich. a 3d artist or a 3d modeler <laughs> for the we next actually do have making. we actually do have one lined up he, we're gonna interview him in like a month or two so his stuff is great i i loved it but we'll see we'll see what happens with that once we talk to him maybe, yeah. so so you're interviewing someone else does that mean I was going to save this more toward the end, but I feel like it's <laughs> it fits in well here. Will there be another Songhouse Games game? It's, well, it's Songhouse Games, so... Songhouse, Songhouse Games, Games. Yeah. game, yeah. It was always going to be plural. Uh, yeah, there is going to be another game. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited about it. It's... The way we... <clears throat> the way we sort of, like, looked into it was... Uh, this game was... We wanted to make a very simple game with a lot of puzzle elements that told a really cool story. Um, now, the next game we're making is something that has a very simple story, but we want to make, like, an in, a more in-depth game that has a lot more going on with it than ours does now. Not to say that ours now it doesn't have a lot going on with it. There's definitely a lot you have to do. Um, but the puzzles aren't the hardest thing in the world. Um, it is a very linear game. Um, but the next game, we really wanted to take a more in-depth approach to how we designed levels and how we designed our game around it. So I'm very excited to work on that. I can't wait. Scoop. <clears throat> we got that MGS scoop. Sonhouse oh, Games. Yeah. You, you heard it yeah. here first, folks. Yeah, I'll write the news Ten article years, up right now. <laughs> Ten years from Breaking. now, Sonhouse Games sequel. 
How long? So how long? I, I, I can't remember. I don't think you actually said how long was the actual development process behind this entire game, like oh, in terms uh, of length. Without, um, without like, I mean, yeah, with with sitting down and planning the game, it's probably like a year and a half to two years, somewhere in the middle there. Okay. I figured so, it was about like not that. terribly long, but definitely a good chunk of time where I <laughs> didn't really do anything else but work. Yeah, that's uh, man. How do you? I don't know. I like. I I think podcasting for myself is something I can sit down and do and then put it out because it's out the door within yeah a couple days or whatever. Like I I I don't I. I'm just not wired to work on one thing for so long like that. And so hats off to you for being able to do that. Because hey, neither that am is... I. <laughs> how, do you, how do you do it then? Like, um, <clears throat> I just kind of always have the end in mind. I always see, like, I'm always kind of teasing myself with, you know, like, I worked on this big, huge thing that I'm really proud of um, for so long. You know, what are people going to think of it when it comes out? What am I going to think of it when it comes out? Like, what's what does the end have? And it, And it's very much like... I put out trailers every now and then. This game has three trailers. Um, putting those out each time was always a lot of fun, getting to hear um, people's uh, people's opinions of it. Like <clears throat> Sometimes that directly affected the game. Like I put out the first trailer, and people loved it. Um, then the second trailer came out, and people really liked it. But their one, the one like tiny complaint that I heard was Isaac's voice kind of sounded a little bit weird. And that's my voice. And that's your and voice? So was like, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, let me see what I did wrong. Um, and I kind of looked at both trailers together, and I was like, okay, yeah, they are kind of right. It does sound better in the first one, and so now Isaac <laughs> sounds a lot more how he sounds in the first trailer than how he does in the second. Um, so that was always good, getting feedback that way. Um, but just having those long stretches of time where nobody saw what I was doing, um, I couldn't show what I was doing to people, really does kind of stink, and you kind of have to be extremely motivated. You just really have to, like heavily 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 believe in what you're doing and really think that um it's worth doing otherwise what's the point what are you doing yeah. <laughs> how, how, how long is the script for the game that was another thing i was kind of curious about what are you gonna try and compare it to the the classic <laughs> of reverb yeah I'm reverb sure. yeah which will make a comeback one day it's not as long as reverb i'll <laughs> tell you that it's um i'd say it's probably it's not long. It's four to five pages, probably. Um, That's it. It's Dunkirk. Uh, yeah. That's Dunkirk levels of script writing right there. Yeah, it's it, well because the game's not very long. The game is. I mean, when we play through it, when we play test it, um, it's usually like two to three hours that we can finish it in. Um, but the first person who actually play tested the game beat it in four hours and forty five minutes. So okay. it is a shorter game. That's a shorter script. Um, Plus, there's not, I don't know, there's not constantly dialogue. It comes in, in, in chunks as you play. So it was like a lot of like snippets. Like the way the game is, is, is structured with its dialogue is that you're playing through the game sort of as a flashback. Um, and the main character is reading off a letter that he wrote um, at the end of the game. So you're just sort of hearing that as you play through. That's why parts of it are not very long. Other parts of it go a little bit longer than they should. But that's kind of like um, kinda... Logan. What's that game I just played? Where you're in the big house? Where you're Edith in the Finch? big house? Edith Finch. What remains of Edith yeah, Finch? Yeah, yeah it's, Edith it's a bit like that. Yeah. Even though I haven't played that game, I've heard it's fantastic. You I should really play that like game. It. Is Maybe it good? Give you... 
Yeah, yeah, I really liked it. it was... Everyone was telling me, like, you know, you're making a game that's a lot like Edith Finch. I'm like, cool, I've never played that. Pro- I probably should. Yeah, it's it's structured in kind of the same way. Similar in, uh, what's that one game that everybody's been playing lately that, where you're trying to climb up to, like, space or whatever, and you're in the cauldron, uh, Bennett Foddy or whatever? You know, oh, like, um, getting over it. Getting over, over it. Bennett Foddy, yeah, where, yeah. Like, that like game they just drop in a new line of dialogue, like every couple, every yeah, couple. That's a class. That uh, game's so fun. Oh yeah, and it like taunts you and stuff. I mean, there's so nice. We don't have anything it, like that. We're not trying to piss people off. I mean, there's. Oh, I can't really spoil this, but there's very like, there's certain parts of the game that are like, you have to do everything to get there, and it's very very. Almost Doki Doki Literature Club ish in a way. I haven't played that, but I'm not gonna. I'm just trying um, to get people excited. I'm kind of. <laughs> one of my favorite pictures that I've seen from the development, it's happened a couple of times, is whenever you record dialogue for the game, you're like sitting oh. on the floor in a closet. Walk me through yeah. recording dialogue. Like, are you the only person with dialogue in this game? Is there other? Are there other characters with dialogue? Or yes. is that like spoil? I don't know. <laughs> Talk about yes, voice there's... acting and recording. Oh, it sucks. Um, <laughs> it it's the worst. I <laughs> there are one, two, there are four characters that have dialogue in this game. It's it's a very lonely game. Um, but recording dialogue can be really great and really easy if you have the right person, or it can be the worst thing ever and you're there for four hours. Um, <laughs> My dialogue, <clears throat> I recorded by myself, um, so I knew what I wanted already. Um, I literally just went over there to my closet, sat down on the floor, and used my clothes to like absorb sound. Um, and that's how I recorded all of Isaac's dialogue. And if if that uncut audio file ever comes out somewhere, it's like an hour and a half long. It's horrible, and it's a lot of just like. <laughs> Me saying some like restarting really, and yeah, yeah, it'll just be like you know, oh, if you were told you were going to die, oh damn it, and then I restart and um, sometimes like like there's a character in the game who is recorded, who is who was voiced by my friend Austin, um, Grovana on YouTube. If I've ever talked about him before, um, his uh, his dialogue is so good. I love it. I love his character so much, and he did such a good job with it. Um, there was a lot of ones that we had to record, uh, re-record, um, because I just wasn't happy with the way they came out. So yeah, it's a, it's a fucking process for sure. It's not easy. I remember I was recording voiceover for a, a guide video one time and I like, my closet was even smaller at this old house. So like you couldn't even like walk into it. So what I, I put the mic on the floor in the closet and like laid on the floor at an angle That's and closed, exactly what closed I the door as much as possible and like tried to cover it with a blanket so it would catch it in some ways i looked for i didn't i didn't go that far but i was on the floor like halfway into my closet with the doors as shut as they could be that's mm. exactly what i did it's let's see but uh, high quality sound booth right there hell yeah dude you gotta you gotta get as professional as possible so i guess for you personally um are you, is this what you want to do for a living, obviously? Like, is this is this your end goal? And do you want to keep doing games on your own like this and maybe just slowly start bringing more people in over time and getting more of that money rolling in and making bigger and bigger projects? Or do you eventually want to, like, maybe go work at a larger studio or something like that? Like, what's your, 
What's kind of your end goal here? Um, if you have one, <laughs> I know that's I know that's a big question, I guess, but that's a pretty simple question for me, though. Um, in in a, in a in a perfect world, yes, this would be it. I would really love to um, see Songhouse Games grow from just two dudes in their bedroom to you know a couple people in an Ten office working on bedroom. Game. Yeah, ten dudes in a bed. Oh my god, I'd kill myself. Um, <laughs> it's enough with the two of us. You know, we need a lot of deodorant. Yeah, <laughs> if we. Uh, I mean, we want to see this grow. We really do. I mean, I that's a huge long shot. We really want to see this thing get bigger and bigger and make bigger and bigger games or better better games than we are now. So, you know, Light of the Mountain. That game sucks. Um, but <laughs> terrible. <laughs> what a what a trash game. Uh, <laughs> But uh, we, I mean, there's all, I think I mentioned this last time I was on the podcast. There is always um, a few ideas that we have just on the back burner that are like, you know, someday when we have more people and we can make this more ambitious game. I mean, there's one that I've just been, I can't ever get out of my head. Like, I want to make it so bad, but it would take a lot more people than we have now. Um, but I'd love to see this thing grow. I'd love for this to be my job. I'd love to see this company grow into something bigger and maybe someday fall out of my hands and move on to a totally different group of people who make totally different games than I did. But uh, that's, like I said, a huge long shot. That would take a lot of work and a lot of dedication and a whole lot of luck um, to do. But it's, there's, I I don't want to keep talking about, I mean, I guess I'm here to talk about my game anyway, but there is a line (laughs) in the game that uh, is something along the lines of, um, like, what's better, like, what's better to do, something that you know you truly believe in like to fight for a cause or to give yourself to a purpose that you really love or to just do something that maybe you don't like as much but it's really safe and i've always kind of thought like you know if i'm not if i don't go through every day with this game or with my company just trying to get better and to try to make it better then what what the hell am i doing (laughs) if i'm not trying to like better myself with this sort of thing every day if i'm not if I'm just trying to settle, then I've probably already given up. <laughs> That's very relatable for Yeah. I'm sure me, with you guys, because right you guys have especially. model citizens that you really want to do, and, and you want to see it grow as much as it can. And, and you think... all want to be like... You, I mean, you guys all want to be like journalists for games, right? Which, yeah. that in itself... I feel, I feel that's pretty to safe to say for all four of us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's things we want to each... I don't know. I think it's very... I mean, speaking for both of us here, Max, but I mean, as both of us who have recently graduated college as well, I think Max and myself are kind of confused. Well, hey, <laughs> I, feel, I, mean, I feel confused at least. I don't know where you're at with that, Max, but... I mean, yeah. I I left college to work on this game. I walked out. Oh, I dang. couldn't stand it. Yeah, I, I really did not like it. Um, I walked right... I remember getting into my marketing class. Professor said, there's a $300 book. $150 access code. I'm going to give you uh, about two pages of notes a night. And on the weekends, four pages of notes each night. And I said I had to go to the bathroom. I never came back. Um, and then I started this company like a couple months later. Yeah, I was kind of a dumb kid. but No, I, I don't feel like I learned that much in college, to be honest with you. Yeah. So. But we, uh, oh man, there was something I got to say, but I lost it when I went on the college tangent. But it, it's basically the sort of, um, you know, I, I just... I really want to give myself to this. And, like, right now, I can do that. That's Oh, that's what I was going to say. That that was sort of the philosophy going into the game, is just, like, we want to make games. We want to make a really cool game. Um, 
something that a lot of people will like. Um, but, you know, maybe we don't really know that much about game design. Maybe we don't really know that much about programming yet. Maybe my skills with music aren't as good. But, like, I'm sure Google knows the answer. So let's just do it. <laughs> let's just keep asking um, that good old Google. Yeah, I mean, I swear to God, Google search taught me how to make this game. Like, I learned <laughs> everything I know about That's how I pass Spanish. I'm sure it's the same. Yeah, it, it really is. It was. We had this idea of just, like, we want to make this game. We want to do this stuff. Let's just do it. Let's just, just jump in and figure it out and do it because we can, and I'm sure we will be able to. And we did. I don't know how, but we definitely did. And it's here. And I got. Here it is. I got a couple more questions for you. All right, I'm First feeling it. off. Let's talk about Easter eggs because you teased <laughs> an Easter egg for this game. At least to are us. You, are you on talking Twitter. about the the the? <laughs> The New York Times best-selling book, Beneath the Pixel, yeah, by Max, by Max Roberts. Roberts. Did that, that make the final cut of the game? Yes, it's it in the did. game. So, the... my name, slash our brand, our dumb joke. Slash your podcast, don't forget. Yes, it does say. Which has uh, a new episode coming out, I believe, tomorrow. From yeah, it does say this. in there, it says, uh, just like infiltrating Shadow Moses in Model 6. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, describing your first date yeah. yeah that's what it was yeah it was like infiltrating shadow moses it's a how uh did you tuck a bunch of other things in there as well or was oh that... of course i i put yeah. stuff in there that even i don't even think dylan knows about um <laughs> there's uh i i can mention you don't have to share them all obviously but there's one i can't mention um because well, I'll tell you guys when we're not recording. I was going to say, let people play the game, maybe. Yeah, I, but they, there's the, the, this one I like a lot, how, like, um, in the game, the main island and the top of the mountain are two separate scenes. You know, you, you go through, you know, a different level just to get there. Um, so I figured no one on the main island is ever going to see the top of the mountain unless they use, like, um, a no-clip camera or they really found a way to break my game and get up there. So it's like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put shit up there just because I can. And so there's a little message written out up there, um, that no one's ever gonna see unless I show them or unless they break my game. Um, <laughs> that's there's, awesome. um... There's, oh, there's Beneath the Pixel, obviously. And then a lot of the, um, in certain rooms, there's, like, paintings on the wall. And a lot of them are literally just pictures that came off my Facebook and pictures of my friends. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I like them. They're, they're, Easter eggs are a lot of fun because it's like you're working on this game. It's really tedious. You're stressed out. And, like, I'm just going to have fun for, like, five seconds just to relieve some stress. I'm just going to do something stupid. Yeah. And then, you know, Beneath the Pixel by Max there you go. God help me. Uh, so PC on Friday, January 26th. It's coming to PS4 too, right? Yes. That was going okay. to be one of my questions. Yeah. When is that? Because I know the processing and stuff with Sony takes a bit longer. But yeah. Uh, do you have any idea when that's coming to PS4? Yeah, we're hoping. Well, I'm hoping at least like we're hoping like two to three months max. Um, okay. Because it, it was just we, we were going to do everything all at once. Um, but the more we got into it, the more it was just, it was just so much easier to just focus on one and then do the other one later, um, just to take a little bit more stress off of us and to make sure that, um, when we do release it on the consoles that it's 
actually polished and works and is optimized well enough to run on a PS4. Um, because uh, she, I gotta say, Unity. I hate Unity. It sucks. Unity's, Unity's bad, from what I've. Understood. Oh my <laughs> god! I mean, it, it's it's really great if you have like the pro version and you really know what you're doing. But man, Unity has made some stupid decisions developing that engine that are just like it just blows my mind. Um, <clears throat> but God, that's a whole other conversation about that goddamn engine. So PS4 at some point. Yes, yes. Down I'm the road. Two to three months. Uh, now, we'll see what happens. about this PlayStation 4 version, there's only one question that matters. Does it have a platinum trophy? Uh, by the request of Dylan, yeah, it does. Thank nice. God. A game developer that gets it, that will sell he's, more units. Well, because he was just like, he's just, he was saying, like, you know, I, I know a bunch of streamers and stuff that just play games just because they have an easy... um. Um, all achievements are an easy platinum. And he's like, plus, I want the platinum, so just put it in there. I don't care what it is, just put it in. And I was like, okay, I'll figure it out. Are, are you gonna Are you gonna have to work for it? Is it gonna be one of those things, or is it like, oh, or is it Walking game, Dead? You, you beat the, the game, you get the platinum. So you barely have to work to beat the game, honestly. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I I, th- I know what I will make the platinum trophy. Have um, you made the, Have you made the trophies? Are are you are, are the achievements on PC just gonna be the same one? Uh, um yes, yeah they're gonna be the same i mean it's it's apparent according to dylan very easy to implement achievements um in the games but i haven't like laid out what all of them are yet i just know in my head what certain ones are gonna be um, name, name one after i was me. gonna I be a trophy okay. i was just gonna say if i'll, I'll do like a pun off just like elevate an beyond an easter egg to finding an easter egg is an achievement yeah oh, look at beneath the pixel for more than five seconds platinum trophy oh my gosh <laughs> that'd be amazing Beneath the pixel unlocks the platinum. Uh, yeah, I what just want to be a. I just want to be a trophy. So just, just make me a trophy, please. Thank you. I'm gonna. I gotta make like a, a pun off the off of like Moore or Logan or something. There you go. I'll, I'll think of something. I'll think of something good. <laughs> and I'll get back to. I'll get back to you on it for for approval. The mo- uh, light of the I, Morton. No. Morton. That was bad, Max. Was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I guess last thing. Uh, any last things you want to say about the game or whatever before we go? Anything like that? Anything you would like to say to all of your thousands of fans listening to this podcast right now about Live the Mountain? <laughs> uh, yeah, don't buy my game. It sucks. Um, Gosh, that's a, don't say that. Wow. You're, you're bad at this podcast. <laughs> you, you walked out of that marketing class a little too early there, buddy. <laughs> January 26th, Light of the Mountain comes out. Do not buy it. Um, I'm just kidding. No, my game is... I, I like my game. I hope... G Jang, I sure hope you like my game. Um, I've, <laughs> um, no, that's that's pretty much it. I, 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 I made something that I worked really hard on with my friend Dylan, and it was it turned out better than we had hoped. And I really hope I... I really hope that we made a game that people enjoy. I really hope we made a story that, that touches people right on the heart. Um, and... Uh, I'm also selling my soundtrack, so buy that too. Thanks. Oh, I'm excited to listen to that. I'm super excited to listen to that. Throw it up on Spotify. I, I'm gonna try. To, you'd be you'd be surprised how tough it is to get things on Spotify. Is it really? I mean, okay. yeah. Oh, it's, it's super really hard. Throw, it's I know you can throw podcasts up there. Oh, yeah. podcasts is practically impossible. Is it really? Really? Oh, it's so hard. I've I've I looked into this. Do that. It is murder. Well, listen like, to your soundtrack somehow. Yeah, I mean, getting stuff onto iTunes isn't iTunes a piece of I know cake. you guys. Yeah, I know you guys do it. Like, I I know I have Bandcamp set up just ready for whenever I'm ready to release. I mean, I have it. It's all here. 
it's done. I just have to put it out. He bump he you bump into it every day. Me? Yep. You just driving to work. Probably go insane. Driving I'd, driving in his car, listening to the soundtrack. Here, yeah. Um, that's, so, like that's how John Williams does it. That's what that's what all the greats. Yeah, he do. just, they just jams to, to their... only his music. <laughs> drives to work to the ET soundtrack. <laughs> I'm excited to listen to that though, dude. Everything you've released about that though, I think is uh, sounds really good so far. So I'm excited for that. Uh, I think the Songhouse Games guys they make they make some all right stuff. Songhouse Games, not Songhouse Music, but we'll give it a shot. Songhouse. Even though I guess Songhouse song is it, song is in the. I mean, that's where it came from. <clears throat> Did I ever is, mention that where that came from? I don't think. Uh, maybe, maybe actually, I, I'm not sure. It is a weird. It is kind of a weird story. I mean, long story short, the name Songhouse was came to me in a dream, and I told Dylan about it, and he's like, "Cool, that's our company name." If, <laughs> if I could explain it in like less than five million it's syllables, like the freaking Moses of uh, game development studios or something like that. Does I think so. A dream? No, somebody has a dream. I'm Martin Luther King Jr. Oh, Joseph. Joseph has dreams. Joseph, yeah. With his coat, his rainbow coat. That was probably it. But yeah. Dude, okay. Brian, thank you for coming on. Uh, this was fun. I know we've been talking about doing this forever, and now the game is finally out. I'm excited to play it. Uh, I'll have to figure out how I would like to play I'll it. I'll play it on PS4. Yeah. Get my platinum. Oh, try, I was gonna say I wouldn't. Try to play I wouldn't PC. be mad at you guys if you waited till PS4. That's totally fine. Probably gonna try to play on PC. When's the maybe, Switch port? I, oh man, I want to do that so bad. <laughs> I just don't. I don't know. They're very strict about it. I want to put this game on Switch so badly. But yeah. They're very. Just launch it on Switch with exclusive two-player co-op. It'll not change the game at all. With the Isaac Isaac add, Amiibo. Add a new funky mode to it. That'd be great. Ooh. <laughs> like surfing through the game yeah all my puzzles I'm, would be done you wouldn't be able to do any of them <laughs> i'm excited to play it though i will let you know once i have played it yeah one day uh, dude what thank a, you for coming on the show again appreciate what it what a fun time it's been it's been it's been great fellas uh give dylan our best tell him good job on making the video games and uh i'm sure we'll have you back on here soon and i'll be sure to let him know good all right, cool, dude. Thanks. It's been fun. And that's going to do it, everybody, for this week's episode of Millennial Gaming Speak. Thank you so much again to Brian for coming on. Go by Light of the Mountain. Support Songhouse Games. Support indie developers. Play video games and see if they are good and or bad. Because maybe Brian made a bad game, Max. Maybe that game's awful. We have no idea. Um, and we won't until it comes to PlayStation. <laughs> we won't. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I want to play it on PC. I'm going to try to see if I can play it on Grant's PC. I want to support indie developers, Max. It's 10 bucks. I'll buy a copy Oh, I don't, I'm not worried about the pricing of it. It's just... I need to I'll play it on PlayStation. Brian. I need that platinum. Yeah, I, won't, I, only want the, I only want the trophies if they're named after me. We'll have to see. Selfish. Do us right, Brian. Selfish. Uh, thank you for listening this week. This has been episode 125. As always, you can find us over on Twitter at MGS Podcast. You can find Max. He's there at Max the White, and you can find myself. I am at MoreMan12. You can find all of our podcast. You can find this podcast. It is on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Uh, if you could leave us a review in any of those locations, it would be greatly appreciated. Uh, and subscribe as well while you're at it because that gets the podcast in your feed every week. You can also email us at mgspodcast at gmail.com. Email us with your questions, comments, and concerns. If you play Light of the Mountain, 
email us. Let us know what you think about it. We would love to hear from you, even though we didn't make the game. I don't know. Just tell us what you think about it. Uh, you can also find all of our other podcasts that we do over at modelcitizensmedia.com because this podcast is a part of the Model Citizens brand. So be sure to go check out everything else we are doing over there and re- subscribe to all those podcasts and all that good stuff. There's a new episode of Behind the Pixel up with Roger There's a new episode Percorni. of Behind the Pixel. I listened to that earlier. Uh, Roger is an interesting fellow. And I still don't understand how he's so good at video editing. But uh, it's black magic. Uh, yeah, that was a good episode, Max. Good job. Good job by you. Nice. Looking for... Yeah, that's a fun episode, just like all the other ones are. So be sure to go listen to Max's side interview project behind the pixel there that he's got going on. I think you'll enjoy those discussions. And yeah, I think that about does it. Uh, we will be back next week with stuff, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so until that time... Max, hope you have a good week. You too. Everybody else out there, hope you have a good week. Remember, we love you. Take care of each other. Bye-bye. Farewell. And then I'll cook the pasta. Can I, me, the one, cook? I thought you were the one getting the chicken dinners. Would you please cook the chicken? So you're telling me to get some chicken dinners. Yes. Get some chicken dinners, Grant. All right. I got to play video games. I got to capture footage.